Welcome to the Boulder Body Mind Podcast, your local resource for all things health and wellness in Boulder, Colorado, the Front Range, and beyond. I'm your host, Christine Bellinger. Today I'm sitting down with Celeste Labadee to discuss something that most, if not all of us, struggle with on some level, and uh, that is anxiety. Celeste shares her expertise uh, about how we can literally rewire our brains and kick anxiety to the curb for good. She has created the Anxiety Relief Method, an efficient, gentle, and painless way to simply uninstall anxiety in the brain. You do not have to relive your trauma, you do not have to spend decades in therapy, and you don't have to take medications with scary side effects. The power to heal and change is already within you, and Celeste helps you access that power. She and I talk about where anxiety actually comes from, the relationship of the nervous system in fight or flight mode, and what can be done to retrain the brain and how quickly we can see results. Please visit her website at collectiveconnection.com and check out her free four-week course called Power and Peace. It's a great way to get started with mindful brain reconditioning. I'll put a link to it uh, in the show notes, and I encourage you to explore the other resources and counseling options available on her website. And if you're a therapist, check out her professional trainings, and you too can learn to use this valuable method to help your clients get fast results. I really enjoyed this conversation with Celeste, and I think you will too. I learned so much. Thanks for listening, and if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast. It's free, and you'll never miss an episode. So without further ado, Celeste Labadee. Welcome to this edition of the Boulder Body Mind podcast. I'm sitting down today with Celeste Labadee, licensed marriage and family therapist, and she also specializes in individual therapy as well as couples therapy and is the founder of the Anxiety Relief Method. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I want to start with just maybe you giving a little bit of background about how what you do is different than maybe other therapists. Mm -hmm. So I specialize in a short-term protocol or therapy or method, and that's appealing to a lot of people, (laughs) meaning a lot of therapy is based on kind of an old school where you have to come weekly and um, you have to see me for at least six months and make this big, long commitment, both in money and in time, and you might feel better. And personally, I wouldn't sign up for that. And I'm, I'm about, like, let's have change happen faster, shall we? And when I present that to people, they're like, really? Really? How? How? Um, how can you do that, Celeste? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it's because there's, I, I just call it the top brain and the bottom brain. I want to simplify how our brain is working. And so what makes this therapy that I offer um, is different is because I'm really training your brain to um, act a little 
differently in what would be most beneficial for you, the client sitting in front of me. Now, that might be that you are um, not reacting so much in your family, Mm -hmm. in your family situation. It might be that you um, have identified for yourself some sort of, um, quote, trauma from your past, some big life event that you never felt quite the same about yourself or you notice that you can't really walk into situations and feeling grounded or at ease. So the method that I'm using is really about how can we get the deeper part of your brain, that fast, automatic, really primitive part of your brain, to get on board with what you would like your reactions in your thoughts to reflect. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so I'm all about starting with a longer session Um, two and a half hours usually with a client and that's both couples and individuals and there's a reason for that because the mind loves novelty you will only have one first session with Celeste (laughs) all the other (laughs) sessions will be second or third sessions not the first session so I want to really capitalize on this idea of novelty like when you go to Paris for the first time if you've ever been to any place that you've like oh I can't wait to get there And it's amazing that first time because it's new, it's fresh. But you go to Paris the second time, the third time, the fourth time, and it's not like when you first went. Mm -hmm. So that first session is really important. And And you can make a lot of headway then in that two and a half hours too. That's correct. That's correct. And that's really what I'm all about is like you leaving, feeling lighter, feeling more at ease inside, even if you don't understand how that happened in the session, that I'm really leading and focusing on what would be most beneficial for you with your agreement. Mm-hmm. And that's really a, a piece of it, too, because that deeper mind is always responding to threat. Most people have heard about that fight or flight system. Well, yeah, it's always scanning. And so it's all about you and I, the client, agreeing with what is most valuable for us to clear, update, get done in the session. So that's how I start. Mm -hmm. Um, Once there's agreement there, then I'm really leading like two people getting into a canoe together. And um, you really have to agree, don't you? If you're going to get into a canoe. (laughs) There has to be good communication there. (laughs) You have to agree like... Where are we going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I and I canoe, so I canoe <laughs> rivers in Colorado and Utah, and so I know what the job is of the person in the front of the boat and then the back of the boat. Mm. What most people don't understand is that the person in the back of the boat is actually the one steering the boat. Interestingly mm. enough, and the one in the front of the boat is really enjoying the ride. And yes, they have to have their paddle in the water and helping the person in the back, but they can tell the person in the back are there any rocks ahead is there any um, what we call snags which are really just downed trees in the water Um, and so the client is in the front and I'm in the back Mm -hmm. but we have to really agree where we're heading and also that we're not heading back upstream because that takes a lot of effort a lot of energy and let's not Mm -hmm. do that (laughs) let's go let's point the boat down river And let's decide how far we want to go and what that destination looks like. Mm, mm -hmm. So this is, again, very active form of therapy that I really offer. Like, I have it in mind that I want you to feel different. I want you to feel better. I want you to feel uh, better sooner. And I want you to have um, easily accessible tools in your life 
that you pull up, you pull up, you pull up, and you just notice, well, that worked. Mm -hmm. I'm back to the present moment. Right? Right. So we practice all of that in sessions so that they can feel the difference right there. It's not like we have a conversation and then go out and try it on your own. We do it right in session. Mm-hmm. And that that's would, I imagine, really empower your client to really heal themselves. Yes. And essentially, yes. they're doing the work. They're showing up. Um, you're kind of just helping guide them and show them um, these tools and yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. And I think too, a lot of people who maybe are interested in therapy, but they're a little, they, they have some trauma, but they're a little nervous about it because they don't want to relive all that trauma. What you do, you don't, that's not what you, you don't, do. No. In <laughs> fact, I, I say you don't have to, you don't need to, mm-hmm. you already lived it why would I ask you to relive it in order for it to shift and, mm-hmm. and change? Like I use this example that if I had an ankle injury um, and I went back to um, my ankle doctor um, and said, you know, I twisted my ankle. And he said, yeah, so I want you to feel how it felt <laughs> when you twisted your <laughs> ankle. I want you to feel it again. I want you to feel it again. I want you to feel it again, Celeste. And then you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. I would probably fire that person, you know, yeah. and go, no, I already felt it once. Can you just give me the exercises that that allow this to heal? So that's really what I'm all about is that this that this deeper brain of ours, the mm-hmm. subconscious mind, is actually more updatable than most people really understand. Mm-hmm. And that's because we are being inundated in our world with messaging. And the messaging is, by and large, healing is a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. In order to feel better, you have to work really it's supposed to be hard. hard. Yeah, hard, mm-hmm. hard. It's mm-hmm. always hard. It's yeah. always there. There's a hard, hard. It's hard. It's hard. Isn't this hard? Um, it's going to be hard. You know, and <laughs> it's going to be really hard. It's going to be a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. Right? And so, so that's the beauty of uh, what I offer is that uh, it, it says so on my Psychology Today profile. You know, you don't have to relive this, and mm-hmm. and you don't have to tell your whole life story either. Um, and people go yay because yeah. that's really what a lot of therapy is based on is um, I'm going to do an intake session and you're going to tell me every part of your life um, and usually people walk out feeling really low right. and really depressed mm-hmm. and sad that all of this stuff has happened stirred up. and you yep. stir mm-hmm. it up and you're mm-hmm. feeling it um, and that is really not ideal so mm-hmm. I'm more about headlines mm-hmm. so I say you know a headline in a paper you know um Girl, age seven, uh, in a car wreck. Okay, got it. Is there anything else in your childhood that we can clear for you? Yeah, parents divorced age 12. Got it, right? So what we're doing there is really something very strategic on my part, is to call up the file. Mm -hmm. Call up the file that has the information, uh, divorce age 12, uh, car wreck age seven, right? We've already opened the file. So there's something called memory reconsolidation. And it's really just this fancy term that some um, researchers up in Canada came up with actually more than 25 years ago, interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and memory reconsolidation is really this idea that these files are truly updatable when we pair the memory 
with something completely different. So a file that gets made about parents divorcing age 12. There are emotional responses that we had at that time as a 12-year-old, for instance, but there's also a level of coding, mm-hmm. coding that goes into the file that has so much more than what the top-level conscious brain was aware of, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like I think of it as a Word document. And in that Word document, age 12 divorce is in huge letters, right? And in slightly smaller font but still bold is I will never be safe, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Or um, life is unfair, right? Or um, uh, I caused this, mm-hmm. right? Like, so all of these things are really big and glaring, and the file is transmitting, and it's on, and it's on, and it's on, and it's on. And Just draining the battery. Draining the battery, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? So mm-hmm. your computer runs slower, great example. Mm-hmm. Your computer mm-hmm. runs slower when you have like 10 programs mm-hmm. running. And you go, oh, right. And you shut down eight of them, and suddenly it's not as slow, mm-hmm. right? So there's an energy drain there. So I consider the file as active if it's causing you in the present moment, you're not 12 anymore, now you're 25, now you're 35, now you're 45, and you're still having this reaction to something that's not happening. Mm-hmm. It's way done. Your parents aren't divorcing, but your brain thinks your parents are divorcing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and so we go in there with my help as the, the canoe operator, right, and saying, hey, wouldn't that be great if we just reduce the file to a point where it's not reading that data anymore? And let's put it into this folder that reads, done, not scanning for this any longer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anybody who's ever said, no, Celeste, I don't want that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, what they usually say is, you can do that? <laughs> I said, we can do that. Let's do that now, shall we? Mm-hmm. And the process I use is less than 10 minutes. Wow. So I just used this with a gentleman uh, recently, and um, he had an event happen o- over 10 years ago. And, um, and we did this thing, and he's laughing through it. That's the key. That mm-hmm. the, mis- the mismatch of information in the memory reconsolidation process is all about a different emotion mm-hmm. paired with the original file. So he's laughing through this, and he goes, wait a minute, I've never laughed while telling this story in this particular way, right? So a week later, he emails me, and he goes, wow, I can't believe this, because this was a first session. He says, I try to bring up the file, which I think is just interesting. I try to bring up the file, Mm -hmm. and he says, I notice there's nothing there. I don't have the physical sensation, Mm -hmm. response, and charge Mm -hmm. of that event. It's just an event, and it's done. Whoa. Yay. Yeah, that's amazing. And he's been living with that constant dread of that event for 10 years. And it's been, unfortunately, um, uh, making him, because that deeper mind is really strong, making him have reactions to events and people in his life ongoing that wasn't in his best interest. Mm -hmm. So now he sees, oh, okay, so much more energy for what I do want to have my brain scanning for Mm -hmm. and for what I want to be up to in the life that I live now. 
And it can be anything. Mm -hmm. I've used this process with people with uh, grief, uh, where in one session they're in full contact with their loved one who's no longer in their body, and they're like, oh, oh, okay. They don't want me to feel sad forever. That's not actually what my loved one would want me to feel. Mm -hmm. So bonus, now they don't have that energy loss, right? And instead, they're just in contact with the love, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, what else? I mean, what else? This can really be used with any PTSD, I'm imagining, depression, Mm -hmm. you know, anxiety, Mm -hmm. grief, loss. um, Yeah. Everything. You can really apply it to everything. Um, So, you know, I named it the anxiety relief method. Mm Mm-hmm. You may have noticed everyone's talking about anxiety. <laughs> and I want I want the word relief in that title mm-hmm. because that is exactly what I'm intending is that you feel that relief, mm-hmm. right? And so, yes, it can be PTSD, grief, um, anxiety, um, uh, feelings of low self-esteem, mm-hmm. low self-worth, um, feeling that you um, maybe aren't capable of something and yet, I think most people are capable of most anything if we just have a mind that is freed up mm-hmm. from the old associations of uh, beliefs that are outdated. Sometimes those beliefs or even trauma is, is really attained through the lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So oftentimes our fears can be not even ours. They can be mom or dads, and I hear this a lot in my work. Oh, yes, uh, anxiety runs through our family, or oh, yes, uh, you know, a whole lineage of depression, right? Well, again, that's a very strong Mm storyline. And if parents and family members are talking about it from a young age where you are perceiving, you're hearing the same story yes our family has anxiety yes our family has depression over and over and over Mm -hmm. that is setting up a file in the mind that again is not beneficial Mm -hmm. so let's let's clear that as well and um and and i've had clients where it's the lineage is clear like oh my ancestors died in world war ii um, therefore, I need to be dot, dot, dot. I need to be hypervigilant. I need to, you know, constantly be scanning for threat because it can mm-hmm. happen at any time, you know. And when we're scanning for threat on a top-level mind, we're actually setting up more anxiety for ourselves because that bottom-level subconscious mind and this is something that a lot of people when I say it they're like okay wait wait the bottom brain is constantly scanning for threat already we don't need to add to it right (laughs) (laughs) with everything that's come out in research with epigenetics and they're saying you know these traumas can be held multi-generational I mean I'm guessing it's a little bit of nature and nurture yes. because you're being told this story plus you have maybe something in your biology think you know even just four generations there was famine or something Correct. maybe you don't even know Correct. about that yes. but you're still holding those epigenetic changes mm-hmm. in your body 
So it might not even be, so you can work with people who may not necessarily have an event correct. that they want to work with, That's correct. but just in any type of, like, they're like, I don't know why I'm feeling so anxious and constantly, par- mm-hmm. you know, or paranoid. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can pretty much work with anything there because, again, it's going back to, well, what's more desirable? Like, really? Okay, mm-hmm. I get that you have felt this way limited um what's the word that you just used like overwhelmed Mm -hmm. um unsure I get that and I want to understand what that's like in a thought process for you because that's really important to the work that I do as well because what I find is most of us are spending large amounts of our day actually not in the day that we're in Mm mm-hmm in the right. future or in the past? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Which are places that actually don't exist right. <laughs> anywhere. But they do if you call it up again and again and again in the top part of your brain and your conscious mind. So say you have a really big test. You're in school. You have a really big test coming up. But it's actually in four months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And you're worried about it now. And you're worried about it the next day. And you're worried about it the next day. But the test isn't here. And you have all of this studying to do and papers to write, which is actually the whole point of all the studying and the papers and the reading, is that when you get to the test, you're prepared. So it's ideal to be able to stop the thinking pattern that is causing the deeper mind to associate the test with what I would say is a lion. Like zebra Mm. is really aware of lion, but only when lion is there because she doesn't have the top part of our brain installed. We do as humans where we can think of these things that exist outside of the moment that we're in. And that's lovely in a way that we've gotten, you know, let's go to the moon. Like that's, that's a top brain thing to think Mm -hmm. about zebra's not thinking about let's go to the moon (laughs) she's thinking who's sexy around here when is sleep (laughs) and where's the food right (laughs) right and occasionally oops there's a lion let's run fast (laughs) but then the next day she's not still thinking about that lion she's not thinking back in the moment that's Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we you know that that process that i'm Um, with people in is oh I see so your mind has been going into futuring and oh your mind is going into what we call past thinking and you notice right that when you do that you start to feel sensations in your body or a lack of sensation in your body because some people are either hyper aroused or the other right like you're either numb Mm -hmm. or you're flooded yeah (laughs) right and either one of those again it's kind of normal because of that threat response brain, um, but it's certainly not optimal. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I'm saying you will never have anxiety again. What I'm saying is we can reduce it immensely and then have you practice ongoing coming back to the moment that you're in, coming back to the moment that you're in and not feeding that deeper mind with ideas that exist outside of the moment that you're in because this is the really big key is that subconscious mind is a present moment machine Mm -hmm. it actually does not understand that if you're thinking about the car wreck at age seven 
again and again, it's going to flood you with the same thing it would flood zebra with. Stress hormones. Stress hormones. The fear response turning Mm. on again and again to get you. stuck on. Right. Which it was never designed to do to get stuck on. It was never Mm -hmm. designed. It's always meant to, with zebra, go on and off. Mm -hmm. Right? Get you away from the lion. Slowest zebra is taking down. Great. I'm back. Boom. That mechanism is off. So if I'm thinking about the car wreck age seven, but here I am age 40. uh Uh-oh. We have a problem, Houston. Because because deeper Brian's going, "Uh uh-oh. 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 And when it senses you're going, uh-oh, with your top brain, it thinks it must be happening, and it will do what it does for zebra, turn on fear, mm-hmm. get you flooded, ready to run, but there's no car accident, there's nothing to run from, and now we have what we call anxiety. Anxiety is simply the feeling of get the hell away from something. And it would be great, and it is great, when we actually need it. Right, and certain anxiety <laughs> is helpful. That's correct. Um, you know, it, it can motivate us. That's right. But, but yeah, that constant, yes. that constant is not good. It's not good. <laughs> and it has, it has a lot of um, repercussions, not just um, mood-wise, but also in the body and where we hold tension. And, yes. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating and sad at the same time. Yeah, and I'm all about changing that. I yeah. really want I really want more clinicians and therapists to know how to um, change their lens as well. Mm-hmm. Le- I would love it if more therapists um, felt like I do that it's actually it can be a lot faster mm-hmm. and we we actually shouldn't be listening to the story over and over again that that's actually not helpful for our clients mm-hmm. um and so i have therapists that come to me for this work and they're like oh my gosh like wow really mm-hmm. like because it's kind of unbelievable because again it's not well received by our brain this idea that it can happen sooner than later that you don't have to work four years to get this to change right, or 10 or I mean I just hear about so many people that's why I think why people are so eager to get on medication correct and I looked up a study this was like from 2016 but one in this one in six Americans were taking antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication mm-hmm. and women are twice as likely to be prescribed that type of medication and um, yeah. I think this is great because a lot of people, I don't have the time or money to invest in mm-hmm. 10 years of therapy. Correct. And maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But here is something that's a lot more efficient. Yes. Probably, you would start noticing relief after the first session. That's what I tell people. Versus like an antidepressant that would take two weeks. Correct. You know, you yeah. start, it's it's efficient, That's right. fast, it's effective. That's right. Yeah. Um, and... I was reading recently how really antidepressants are really more of a placebo. Mm. That are, they're actually, it's, it's all about that the pill will help me. And um, for so for some, the placebo doesn't work. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, I, I think for depression, there's usually something that got stuck. That's how I think of it. Mm-hmm. Something got stuck on, you know, mm-hmm. and anxiety actually usually precedes uh, depression. Right. Most people, I mean, I don't want to generalize too much here because I don't know, but um, 
there's kind of that flip-flop, like, anxious depression. Yeah. Where it kind of goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, maybe yeah. not most people. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think the, the, the folks that I work with that have a desire to have this work faster, mm-hmm. even when they don't understand how Celeste will help them with that, that's where I get the, the most results, right? Um, and... If especially if they know somebody who's come to see me, mm-hmm. then that's really working in both of our favors, right? Because they see the effects of the person who is their friend or family member, mm-hmm. and the seeing is believing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so a lot of the testimonials online are all about, you know, just don't even question it, just go, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how she did it, but just go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and, and things that used to, like guilt, for instance, guilt and regret are big things mm-hmm. for us humans. And, and again, that goes back to, I, I wish I could have been something different in some former time, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and I wish I was a better person and I wish I could have been gooder, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had a, a person who I worked with and we did um, an hour long um, visual, visualization, really, um, with the powerful symbol of eagle. And eagle doesn't feel guilt. Eagle doesn't feel regret. <laughs> and like eagle doesn't ever think, I wish I was a better eagle hunter yesterday. Right. And I dropped the, that fish that's yesterday. Right. Yeah. Got away. That's right. And would never think, um, oh, and now all the other eagles and birds are judging me. Right. You know, and so we, and so I love that you're laughing because it's so playful. Again, that's mm-hmm. the memory reconsolidation that emotion that's you're laughing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and now your your deeper mind is updating with this new knowledge if it's not good for eagle it's not good for me don't need it mm-hmm. so we worked with eagle for an hour with this client and she was laughing and i was saying like using the things that she had had told me about that she had been feeling guilt about uh and i said well let's run it through eagle's lens and she just started laughing hysterically, mm-hmm. like, that's ridiculous, you know? And she just kept saying, well, that's ridiculous, and well, that's ridiculous, you know? And um, and then she was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> how could this have happened in one hour where she had been feeling this guilt for years and years? Mm-hmm. So the I, I often say if, if self-help books could have helped us, it would have already helped us. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so you really just need someone who is going to take you on that short playful pleasant yeah. journey <laughs> yeah what a novel concept that you, it doesn't have to be this arduous painful you know deconstruction process mm-hmm. it can actually be mm-hmm. a light that's right and, um, yeah fun process that's right and i want to say also thank you for saying deconstruction because um you know sometimes people do do need to tell me those things I understand that. Mm. Like some people need to know Celeste before we even do this change stuff. I got to tell you what happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Um, And so I go, okay, you know, and I monitor and I'm listening for the themes and, um, and that's okay. If that's something that they need to do first so that they understand that I understand, Mm. that's fine. And, there's always an and. And 
I, I've, I've understood how this particular story isn't beneficial for you because you felt X, Y, and Z a little too much. Would you like X, Y, and Z to be reduced or not there at all anymore? And I'm waiting for a yes. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope they get a yes. And some people aren't a yes yet. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. you have a yes, we have a yes on the whole brain now. So I'm not going to force, and I used to. I used to try. Let me, let me get you there. Mm. But it's like me working extra hard in the back of the boat. But really, we, we both need our paddles in the water to, to really, you know. So, so I don't get um, affected by my work like I once used to. Mm. I don't get affected by trauma or anxiety. I'm, I'm fully aware that this thing or belief or whatever it is is really not who you are. I know that. I know that about all humans, <laughs> you know, and that's also what I'm transmitting. Okay, this stuff has happened. It made it hurt your feelings. It caused you to think things about yourself that aren't fun to be thinking about. It caused you to have misconceptions about life itself, you know. Um, it caused you to have feelings in your body or your mind or your heart. And I'm all about let's shift that so that you can feel back into the place inside of you, which I believe all of us have, which is our essence of who we are, which is really excitement, joy, peace, and ease. And even a tree on a windy day on the front range of Colorado, you know, like it happened last night where we had mm -hmm. these crazy winds. And these trees here are super rooted. They've learned right? And they know how to withstand the wind. And yeah, occasionally a limb falls, you know, but the tree is still sturdy and knows how to do its job. And I really believe that's true for humans, that mm -hmm. we have a steadiness inside of us. We just need to access it. And, yeah, and the thoughts and the sensations and the beliefs and the feelings, that stuff is like clouds on, you know, clouds for like a week in Colorado, mm -hmm. <laughs> where we all go, ah, where's the sun? But right, the sun is always us. there. Yeah, and, and those clouds aren't us. That's correct. You know, we're the tree. That's right. And we're the sun, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is always bright and always on. And so a lot of that is what I work with, too, is getting people uh, in a, in a um, not an aggressive way, mm -hmm. not an aggressive way. Why? Because that, again, I would be perceived as a threat if I was aggressive. That right, fight or flight right. system is So meeting scanning. them where they are. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so you also teach other therapists mm -hmm. this technique, you, and you do trainings mm -hmm. and things like that, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm imagining this, you, this whole, this can be used on them, especially if um, this method can be used with them yeah saying that right but yeah. um for their own i don't want to say protection but um boundaries maybe totally. it, um, being a therapist is is or a social worker or someone who's working in the er like it's it's, it's a intense. burnout it's a burnout situation mm -hmm. that can happen if we don't understand how to um be in our center mm -hmm. right um and working with people in a different way. Um, I was taught 
in my master's degree program really was about empathy. Well, I grew up big empathy person. I could feel everybody's pain. And those are the people that are attracted to these fields. That's right. Are very caring, compassionate, open people. That, that's correct. And, yeah. and then they burn out because they're hearing trauma stories and going home and just reliving the trauma story, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not good. Yeah. So it's, so what you bring up is true is that I've actually realized that if I'm going to teach someone how to use the anxiety relief method, we're actually going to begin with them because mm-hmm. it's unless you feel it for yourself, how can you know? How can you know that it works? Because once you feel the shift, you get turned on by it. Like, oh my gosh. Oh. And <clears throat> and that's really why I'm so passionate about this, is that I don't want uh, therapists, anybody, coaches, social workers. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in this world. And we need as many people in this field of helping others to be really solid and steady inside because we need that and we need that solid and steady then being passed around the uh, with all of the automation that's happening and ai um, they projected that the most important field to be in is mental health in the future because it just cannot be automated yeah. and so this mm-hmm. is going to be not only right now and it's huge right now it's going to continue to be such an important yes. field to to be in and to get into and to like make progress it's- yes yes and so this winter I'm 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 writing a book um, not for clinicians, but for the general public, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, you know, books are important. Yeah. You got to have. Looking forward to that. Know? I can't wait to read it. <laughs> and, um, and so that's what I'm working on right now. Great. And then uh, in March and April, I'm going to start to launch some online programs for, um, for anyone who really wants to clear something. Mm-hmm. Like we just need one thing, one thing for you to feel the shift. Like, I'm really sick of, of this thought pattern. Great. That's clear. Let's shift that for you, right? Um, and what's interesting is that I work with groups, um, but if people have anxiety, they often don't want to work with groups. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. because, because. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> introverts, you know. You know. Just um, personality-wise. And, and that makes sense. And so what I've, what I've established is works better is I always have someone online to go first. <laughs> <laughs> right so that everyone else can relax and watch the process right and there's something about watching someone else heal that is very inviting mm-hmm. <laughs> like wait really I want some of that that was remarkably easy <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and so um so I'll be doing uh starting some some programs in in March and I've been thinking about um you know we both have talked about meditation mm-hmm. um and a lot of people say well I can't meditate and um and I say well then we just haven't done it in a way that works right right and so um often in most sessions I at the end of the session will record a meditation for that person based on what we've done so for mm. the person with eagle 
-hmm. I recorded a five-minute meditation using Eagle so that she would listen to it every day and that would be further installed mm-hmm. as a good file <laughs> for the deeper brain to be accessing, right? Mm-hmm. Calm, clear, strategic, right? Fully present, whatever eagle represented to that. So if you can see an eagle as you're listening to this, if you can see a sun, if you can visualize a tree, this method will work, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and again, that's what I love about it is that uh, for anyone who has the visual center of their brain uh, accessing that, it can work really well. Now, if you don't, we can also use smell. Hmm. We can also use sound. So if, if auditory right, is, is a stronger sense, um, then we'll use like ocean waves or the breeze in the trees, right? And that can be what that meditation is all about. Does that make sense? Very cool. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This is great. Well, this has been excellent information, and I'm really excited about your new book and your online offerings, too. And um, I'm I'm very grateful we're going to get this information out to people. Thanks for interviewing me. I appreciate it. Um, and if they want to reach out, if mm-hmm. someone's listening and they want to reach out, um, I have a, a an email, which is meetceleste at gmail.com, M-E-E-T-C-E-L-E-S-T-E at gmail.com. Um, and I have an assistant who is wonderful and helps to streamline everything so that I can do my work with people and uh, she will get back to you really fast and let you know what offerings I have, either one-to-one if that's appealing or some of the group uh, info that's coming up in the spring of this year. Great, great. And are you on social media? I am. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and uh, the Anxiety Relief Method with Celeste Lavity is both on Facebook and Instagram. I think I mean, I'm even on Pinterest, but again, that's my, um, I'm like, I am? Um, my assistant tells me so. <laughs> I do post mostly to the Facebook and the Instagram myself, and I've been working a lot too um, on some downloadable offerings. Mm-hmm. So like really pinpointing one thing, whether it's self-esteem or being able to take a test, you know, like I'm working with a lot of um uh, teens and 20-somethings from CU have been reaching out a lot um, because anxiety is high oh, yeah. in that population mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and so uh, I'm thinking of also having something that their parents can buy for them. Yeah. <laughs> right? I wish I would have had something like that in college. No. I was so stressed out in college. Yes. And I was working full-time. Like, just to have something Something I mean I had yoga and that that was really helpful but to have something I could do even just five minutes that's right that's right would have been really helpful and it's amazing what people say um even just five ten minutes of this really directed uh thought tree right Mm -hmm. and breathing in and out oh right like more space more ability to be at ease inside and when we're at ease when we're feeling even empowered by the fact that we're calm, we can do most anything. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, everything I say here, I'm telling myself. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Celeste, You're for so coming to the show. All right. Thank you so thank much. You. And goodbye, guys.